0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. All right. Welcome to the Back to the Woman, everybody. Um, Danny and I are here with a super awesome guest. Her name is Dr. Leah um roberts roberts sorry i get so <laughs> I get so excited when i sing
1: names <laughs> oh yeah yeah um, she's a boss you, oh you're probably yeah. the bossiest boss we've had on so far well thanks guys <laughs> the best possible way i'm pumped
0: yeah um we just really we just like to talk about all the awesome things that women are doing in medicine and just create a space where we can lift each other up and kind of empower each other. And I'm just thrilled that you were able to come and talk with us today. Oh,
2: sh- sure. Well, thanks guys for having me. <laughs> yes.
1: You have kind of a non-conventional or unconventional background, I think, in medicine. Well, maybe a little bit, I guess, but your, your uh, athleticism is different. <laughs> Dr. Leah Roberts is a board certified physician who specializes in emergency medicine. Prior to medical school, she practices as a personal trainer and nutritionist. She has an interest in preventative medicine and helping patients find a balanced, healthy lifestyle. Here's the fun part. She has competed in triathlons over 10 years from sprint distance to Ironman. She is a nine-time Ironman finish, finisher. I a woman, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. And a three-time Ironman World Championship finisher. That's so three-time, cool. A 3 time Olympic distance world championship competitor and an Ironman 70.3 world championship qualifier. She continues to train for long distance triathlons, marathons, open water swims, and multi-sport races. Dr. Roberts completed emergency medicine residency at Cooper Medical School of Rowan University in Camden, New Jersey. She earned her doctorate of medicine at Temple University school of medicine and a master's of science in nutrition from columbia university and if that wasn't enough she proudly serves as a commissioned officer in the u.s army reserves
0: you're just all around awesome i mean that's
1: what the heck
2: (laughs) thanks guys i guess i just like being busy (laughs) that's great
0: i think we have to keep a certain level of busyness to stay sane
1: it's true I know I get in trouble if I'm not, but so, so how did this all happen? How did this like, like start, give us like a timeline of how in the heck you ended up where you are.
2: Sure. Um, uh, I guess first of all, my parents aren't physicians. There aren't okay. any other physicians in my family. Uh, and I was always a, a science geek. Um, I love that. one who I loved chemistry, particularly it's so much fun. I can't balance a chemical equation anymore, but I still
0: remember the joy of doing it.
2: Right, Chemistry is just, it's just beautiful to me. Yeah. Makes sense. So I was that, I was that geek who just loved every second of Orgo Um, (laughs) 2. I I actually thought I was going to go more into the realm of a PhD and research. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I was doing my master's thesis part of my nutrition degree, which I realized, you know, I want to work with people, not cell lines or mice models. Mm-hmm. And that really got the ball rolling. It's not that I had family breathing down my neck, like, oh, you have to be the next doctor mm-hmm. in our family or yeah. what you need to do. Um, it just kind of happened that way. Um, and so I'm, I'm so happy I had the opportunity to really live outside of college and Mm -hmm. time off between the two and really see what it's like to to work because there's so many people that go straight from one said oh yeah grad straight through medical school or nursing Mm -hmm. school e-school and don't really and they lose what it's like to to function as a self-serving adult not having an income that's really just lots of loans
1: yeah Uh, for sure so many loans God, yeah. oh, loans. <laughs> yeah. so, so you went to, so when did you go to medical school then? Cause you were in the army, you have your master's in nutrition, uh, and you're a personal trainer. So how did that all like work out? When did sure. you
2: go? Sure. So actually, so the, the army um, officer commissioning was actually also done a little bit non conventionally. Uh, it wasn't until I had graduated or was graduating from residency mm-hmm. that I approached um, an, an army reserve oh. base and said, Hey, I'm interested. Um, it was actually the first time they actually had a physician contact them rather than the other way around because they do yeah, so. Yeah. On the so I you know and it, and it was more of I because I did my residency training at Cooper in Camden, New Jersey, mm-hmm. I saw a lot more penetrating trauma than probably most people going overseas and and seeing wounded soldiers had. Um and I felt that that was a skill that I could offer the the United States Army.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that's how that happened.
1: I did not expect that. I thought, I totally thought it was going to be the other way around and you're going to be like, yeah, they paid for my medical school or whatever. Yeah, they (laughs) were going
2: through. No, that's so. That would have been the smart thing to do.
1: Yeah,
2: for sure. (laughs) Um, For sure. Yeah. So, so then, you know, it was, I worked as a nutritionist and a personal trainer for a year and a half in between Mm -hmm. um, finishing school and entering medical school.
1: Okay. so Cool. All right. So, what about the triathlons?
2: Yeah. How do you fit
0: those in? Like, yeah, how do you even do the whole and
1: every like I'm just I'm blown away like the
0: amount of like training and commitment for doing these triathlons and Ironmans and and then going to school and being a doctor too. Like, that's that's incredible.
2: You know, I have I have a motto which still stands today that something is always better than nothing. Mm -hmm. So, I wouldn't say that I've been able to train perfectly. From, yeah. Um, medical school and beyond, but I always made an effort to do something. So in medical school, I made sure I lived. Um, I was in Philadelphia, then I lived right off of Kelly Drive, which is mm-hmm. the main athletic center in philadelphia is that so, where like
0: rocky does the like exactly. stairs and stuff okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <no> things. <laughs> you do. and and so you know if i was studying and realized i'm not being productive right now i'll go get my run in i would yeah. go for a half an hour run come back be have my head kind of clear and ready to study again so it's just about finding creative ways
1: to i love that it all. i do too I need to think like that more often. Yeah. Honestly.
3: Yeah.
0: If I'm, I'm like, didn't... okay, I've watched <laughs> too many episodes of <laughs> television, I should probably get up and <sighs> run, do something, get a yoga class in, <laughs> something. Yeah, anything. I love that. Something. She's really
1: good at working out. Yeah, you work out a lot. I actually. I do. I've
0: I've done a lot better with it. I but I do more like Pilates and yoga, and I hate cardio with every. <laughs> Fiber of my being, I'm I'm like a walk. I'm the walker on the treadmills. I hate running. I just taste blood. I can't do it,
2: <laughs> and, and that's okay. You know, yeah. a lot of it is just finding what works for your body and what you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, do. I, the hardest step is that first one. Yes, you Oh, you're you know? telling me? Yeah,
1: I I don't think I I don't know if it's just I don't know what it is, but. I just keep, I've never struggled so much with working out in my entire life. I used to work out almost every day for the past year. It has just been a nonstop struggle. Like I, something's going to click, something's going to happen and will like push me back into it again. But I'm so enthralled with people who it's just literally become a part of their everyday life. And I have to figure out how to make it that way. But for me, it's a constant battle, I would say.
0: Do you have so. any recommendations for that? Like how like if someone wanted to take that first step for their like physical well-being. What do you what do you suggest? You know, people that just like haven't been able to work out a workout into their routines,
2: like their daily life. Sure. And you know, a lot of it is trying to understand why it hasn't been. Is mm-hmm. it mean, because you're too tired at the end of the day?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm too tired. That's you know. exactly why.
2: Right. Yeah. Um so then why can't you start do do a workout in the beginning of your day, and there yeah. might be there might be an excuse saying you're not in a morning person you know it's, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to start out in a gym either. It could be walking it could be it could be swimming, it could be a yoga class mm-hmm. something and making that kind of your own protected time, mm-hmm. you know? yeah and I think that's why I've been able to continue training throughout medical school, residency, all that, because maybe it's being a little bit selfish, but at the same time, I like calling it being a little bit self-aware.
3: If Mm -hmm. I spend
2: this chunk of time on myself, then I'm able to be a better person, better physician for, for everybody else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're totally right. You're totally right. I,
2: I'm definitely a better to, nicer
0: person if I've been <laughs> working out or I've been meditating.
1: I don't even know what I am cuz I, d- I don't remember. <laughs> I honestly, don't. I know I'm in, I know I look better. That's for sure, but uh look great. But that's not what it's about. It's about feeling better for me, for sure.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: So, and, anyway, and
2: it helps also if you, there's something you enjoy doing with a group of people, too.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: you know if it's softball and there's summer softball leagues where you're living or if it's a running group or you have friends who go to a class together I like doing the class fitness it's a lot of fun
1: you do I'm a lone wolf I really am I I really used I used to run a whole bunch but I've had like multiple injuries and I that was like the major kicker that made me like stop and then I kind of didn't know what to do after that. Like I I was always running or playing soccer. And then I finally was just like, oh my gosh, like my knees are so messed up. I feel like I'm hurting myself more than helping myself. So I need to find something new. And I've just sort of been frozen ever since, Mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing Mm -hmm. that I enjoy as much as that. So there's part of me that's like, ah, maybe I could work my way back into it or something, but I don't know how safe it is, (laughs) honestly. Um, so we'll see, but, um, but yeah, so anyway, enough about that, I guess.
0: Enough about me. Okay. I know we all shop online, but do you ever cringe when you get to checkout and you're like, dang, I really wish I had a promo code. Everyone loves to save money. I've been using honey lately when I shop online It's a free browser add-on that automatically applies the best deals to your card at checkout. Like yesterday, I was shopping on Revolve for a new pair of Nike sneakers, and when I went to checkout, Honey automatically saved me almost 11 bucks. I was so excited. It was like a little extra gift that I wasn't expecting, and it's making me that much more excited to get my new shoes. Honey finds you discounts across thousands of sites like Revolve, Nordstrom, Amazon, Best Buy, and so many more. And just to put your mind at ease, Honey makes money off the commission on the money that you save, and they never sell your user data. There's no reason not to use Honey. You can join now for free at honey.com slash WOMED. Again, that's honey.com slash WOMED, and you can thank me later. Okay, lubrication question. If you were home on a rainy Sunday afternoon, or today, because apparently it's storming, (laughs) What movie would you most want to see on television?
2: That's a good Mm -hmm. one. You know, I would say the one movie I can watch over and over and over again and never get tired of it is Zoolander. Oh, great
1: answer. Oh, my God.
2: Great answer. I haven't seen it for probably a year. Yeah. Um, My sister can tell you we could probably be on the phone talking to each other and reciting the lines before they come out. (laughs) What did we think of the
0: Zoolander That's remake? That's a great one. <laughs> or not the remake, like the yeah. second one.
2: That was, They did make they a second did. one, and it was a total. It was a total flop. Yeah, it wasn't as so good as the first. It, more it, happen. it never happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Yeah.
1: Agreed.
2: Great. But realistically, on a rainy day like this, I would probably watch something on Netflix.
1: Okay. Plus Netflix.
2: What did we do before that? No
1: kidding. <laughs> we we spent
0: more time in public. <laughs>
1: god no kidding we spent more time talking yeah. to each other that's what we did
0: all right danny what about you
1: mine's forrest gump it's always forrest gump yeah i could watch it any day it's a little sad tears tears at my heartstrings you know but i could say every word in that movie too i love it <laughs> it's always always the same movie for I love me love it yeah why what's yours
0: princess bride
1: Oh, that's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. I feel like when that comes on, I can't turn no, it off. No,
0: you can't. There's so many great one-liners, so many awesome characters. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a good movie. I'm down. Yeah. I like that one. Boy, I haven't seen that mm-hmm. one in a while, no, either. for a minute. Zoolander. Maybe. I saw Zoolander recently, my boyfriend loves that show, or that movie. I never got into it back in the day, but I think it's hilarious I remember now,
0: seeing Zoolander so. in the theater, and I didn't know this guy liked me. We went as, like, a group. And then I suddenly felt like his fingers were like under his arm like this, trying to hold my hand. Oh, God. So (laughs) awkward. He was so cute, though. He turned out to be kind of weird, but (laughs) it was a cute moment.
1: That's most of us. That's most of us.
0: Danny, I can smell you from here, and I
1: like it. I know you like it because it's my fleur. P-H-L-U-R Hanami scent yeah. that you and I both picked yes, out. Yes, did. Yes. Fresh and clean and light and airy. I love it it's so much. Every day. every day I wear it.
0: Perfect everyday scent.
1: Every day. Yes, and it is. And Fleur
0: also lists all of their ingredients. They're clean, they're hypoallergenic, they're non-toxic, and they're gender neutral scents. So guys and girls can wear the same one and just based off your pheromones and like your body type, it alters the scent. So it's, oh, it smells so good.
1: Smell amazing, and Danny and I both picked out a sample set for the Womed, and we chose Sanao, Hepcat, and Hanami for our samples. We love them all. They're different, reasons. and you guys can check them out. Yeah,
0: yeah. So if you head to FLUR.com dot com slash Womed, and you can get twenty percent off your first sample pack. And again, that's P H L U R dot com slash Womed. 20% off. The smells are glorious.
1: They are. Thank you, Fleur.
3: Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at com.
0: Okay. So you are, um do you, okay. So you're working with steady MD, which is uh like a concierge. I don't even know what to call it. Like a dark doc,
2: doctor service. I, could, I would say it's a doctor service. Okay. It's an, Online physician service mm-hmm. as primary care. Yeah.
0: Which is super cool. Like I keep finding out more things about it and I really, it's it's a really great service to have available to people. Do you yeah. do you work outside of that too? Or is that like your primary?
2: Yeah. So I actually right now spend about half of my time doing study MD mm-hmm. and then my other half of the time is still working in the emergency awesome. room. Oh, very yeah. nice. You know, and I and I joined StudyMD about a year and a half mm-hmm. ago. And to me, I found out about it. A friend sent me a Facebook link oh. saying they were looking for physicians who lift. And I was like, "Well, I kind of lift, but I'm probably not what they're looking for." Oh my God. And it just kind of went from one thing to another. And they they brought me on more as their triathlon specific physician. Um, but it is one of the coolest things I've ever decided to do. That's really. so really? awesome. Um, for me, I mean, it gives me such a balance in in my career. So I guess personally it gives me satisfaction mm-hmm. because I still get to see patients who are extremely sick. I like that end of the mm-hmm. spectrum, patients who are having heart attacks, strokes, that. But at the same point in time, I, for a while, was feeling... I'm not able to utilize my nutrition knowledge, mm-hmm. all the, my, um, I guess athleticism, or knowledge about how to work out and and help other people in more of a preventative way. So studyMD allows me to have best of both worlds. That's amazing, and and it's it's great, you know, and it's a platform that allows me to have time to spend with patients. Mm-hmm. Um, where I can spend an hour just hearing about their medical history. It's very different from going to your usual doctor and getting maybe 15 minutes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Maybe it's just an in and out. You're spending most of the time talking to the, the nursing staff, medical assistants, Mm -hmm. Uh, but this really gives me the opportunity to really see the entire patient. Yeah
1: and so, so do you have like how many how many clients do you have how many patients do you have through study m d basically on a regular basis
2: on a regular basis it it change, it's it's growing mm-hmm. so you know i would say i'm i'm closer hitting closer to a hundred patients oh um, wow and um you know, and everyone is different there's mm-hmm. sure there's some ultra uber elite athletes. Who are going to be? They've already been selected for the Olympic team. Oh my god! But yeah, that that's been pretty neat. That's um, so cool! <laughs> but then at the same time, I would say my favorite patients are those who are just willing to make changes in their mm-hmm. life and, and uh, change the way that they're eating, the way how active they are, and are taking accountability for their own health. And it's been so remarkable the way that some patients have really changed their lives around getting off of blood pressure medications, um, diabetes medications. And I, and you know, and it's not that I'm doing anything. I think I'm just giving them a support Mm -hmm. to make
1: changes.
2: That's so rewarding.
1: That's awesome.
2: Out of curiosity,
1: do you, do you, I know you, I'm sure you eat Differently than the average uh, person who does not run and and work out as much as you. But do you follow? Do you practice any diet in particular? Not
2: really. Uh, you no. know, I, it's more of just eating whole, nutritious food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you, you probably don't want to look at my freezer right now. There's Why? there's always one of the staples is having. Turkey Hill double-stuffed Oreo ice yes. cream. Yes.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I was going to be like, what? You that's... got some Snickers ice cream bars in there? <laughs> I was
1: wondering what it was going to be too. I was like, it has to that's be some sort of ice food. cream. <laughs> right. well,
2: see, that's a good one too. But this one, I don't know. I don't get tired of the double-stuffed Oreo. <laughs> that's amazing. I've never been tired of
1: those
2: either, actually. Yeah. So, so, you know, I I try to behave as much as I can. Mm, mm-hmm. But that is really my weakness. Yeah, and okay. you know, coming home from a tough ER shift at three o'clock in the morning, oh. there is nothing better than that double stuffed Oreos.
1: You're my idol. I did you ever work ED? Dee? No, you didn't ever have mm-hmm. to did you? No, I was always in the NICU. Oh man, I I worked in the emergency right, department but... for yeah, right, right. the The emergency department is just like such a different breed than what I'm used to. And I find it so unreal how you guys can see so many patients at once that like are not well, like there's like the group of people that walk in and they're kind of like urgent care patients or whatever. And then there are just some patients that are not well, or in fact like coding or something. And right. they have, you have so many, it's just unreal to me how your mind can be in like a zillion places at once. And everybody still manages to get care. somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so you must really enjoy that high intensity uh, environment every once in a while.
2: Yeah, and it's not even the the high intensity part of it. I think what I enjoy most about emergency medicine is the teamwork. Yeah, um, you know, it's, I'm I have to be, you know, you have to work well with the nursing staff, the techs, even your secretaries. Mm-hmm. When a when a sick patient hits the door, it is remarkable the way that people just swarm to that room to help that one person. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess my job in that is just to kind of orchestrate the different steps that need to happen in what mm-hmm. order. Mm-hmm. But at the same time everybody is is on alert, knows what to do. And it can be it's almost beautiful sometimes. It is
0: like a well orchestrated yeah. code. <laughs> Yes
1: it's rhythmic, is. yeah, for sure, yeah. It's definitely rhythmic, yeah, when yeah. Done well,
2: and you know, and I'm not quite sure of any other field where nurses, physicians, everyone's working together so tightly, it mm-hmm. mm-hmm. can happen in the operating room, oh um, yeah, one is together in doing a case, but it's just um, it's just a really neat environment, and I, you know, love and and trust my, my nurses, you know, they, the nurses are what make my job easier. Oh, I love to
1: that. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. I do too. I feel like I, uh, now that I'm a nurse practitioner, I didn't realize that, but they nurses can make or break your day in a lot of ways. It seems at least that's been my experience. So it's nurses are so important. And sometimes I don't know if we realize how important we are either which is a problem but
2: yeah
1: um but anyway how long have you worked in the ed so i'm in
2: my i just finished my fourth year in my first like real job (laughs) out out of residency that's awesome yeah
1: yeah getting the flow down at least now and Right. It's, and, and a lot of
2: times it's not so much the, the medicine that's difficult because look, you've been through all this training mm-hmm. to learn about all these different conditions and how to treat it, what's acceptable, what's not. The one thing you don't learn about is the politics that go along in a hospital and how to be wow. nice with
0: everyone. Yeah.
1: yeah. If that isn't the truth, yeah. my gosh, seriously.
0: I don't right. think people really realize. I feel like some med shows will will touch on be like, oh, the politics of the hospital, but they don't really go into it. Like they don't really they really don't know the full extent of hospital
1: politics. So complicated.
2: Yeah. It really is. And that's that's probably the the hardest part is just knowing who who you can talk to in one way mm-hmm. and who will gladly accept a patient to their service yeah oh. one two will do whatever it takes to make you send a patient home i mean it yeah it's very yeah
1: so has the has your job at study md been a nice like break kind of from that like has it like kept you from burning out in both areas of practice absolutely
2: absolutely um the one the great thing about study md is that it cuts out insurance Oh. Um, because there's so there's so much of what I have to do in the emergency room or what it looks like I'm doing on paper mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. you're documenting things uh, for insurance companies yeah, right. and I'm spending less time actually with a patient and more time in front of a computer mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a medical scribe with me but said emd because we don't have to entertain the the insurance company or the field it's not that i'm spending less time with documenting it's just a more thoughtful process and not just clicking
1: boxes for sure no epic oh Epic. i mean
0: (laughs)
2: epic is a is a good tool it's a good tool it is it it's almost like the best of all evils when when your hospital (laughs)
0: pays for like a system that actually makes sense to use in your unit, I'm sure it'd be really helpful <laughs> when they add in a bunch of other stuff that doesn't really make sense or won't like personalize it because they're cheap.
1: Right. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Epic does require a lot of personalization. Yeah, And it can be great. It can be really like great. Said, it can be really yeah. great for sure. But the time, oh my God, it just takes so much time. Everything. i right.
0: I've gotten a lot better with it. We like yeah. our hospital just like switched over like a year and a half, almost two years ago. But there was still, there's like always something that they're like working out kinks with it or something. And, mm-hmm. but a lot of like bedside procedures that we would have to do or like putting kids on ECMO or, you know, balloon septostomies or something like that. It was like a standard set of orders that we could be like, okay, you just gave this much fentanyl. Thanks. Okay. And it was, it was great. It ran really quickly, very smooth. Well, then other times it's like uh, I don't
1: know what you're doing. True, yeah. true. So do you have um, like any? Did you specialize in anything? Did you like within emergency res or emergency medicine? Do you have like um, any procedures that you're? Um, I don't know, like specialty procedures or specialty areas of interest or anything like that. I mean, I feel like you have so many others. I don't know why you would, but I figured I should ask. I feel sure. you know. Well,
2: I actually started out in a surgical residency. Oh, really? Yeah. What yeah. the heck? So, <laughs> and this this is a a little bit of a hot I wouldn't say a hot topic, but it's a issue that I don't know if you guys want to jump into. Yeah, sure. Here. Yeah,
1: of course. Um,
2: Sure. I mean, this is this is more of my my personal story, and I think it directly relates to women in mm-hmm. medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. Mm-hmm. How many women orthopedic surgeons do you know?
1: Not uh, many. I know I know one trauma surgeon, one, uh, and that's it. Yeah, I don't know any. It other seems one. like
0: a very yeah. male dominated sector.
1: It is. Mm-hmm. It, is.
2: It, it definitely is. And I thought that being a female, of course, I was driven to more of the, I guess, the jocks go into orthopedics. Mm-hmm. And, yep. um, <laughs> and I guess I, I was one of them, just in female form. And un- unfortunately, I, it wasn't until I was applying for residency that I noticed there really aren't many women that I see in residency programs or even as orthopedic surgeons. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I couldn't figure it out. And then it finally, as I was doing more orthopedic rotations, realized, you know what? Being a female isn't seen as being a positive. You're seen as a weakness and you would be seen as a weakness to any residency program. So most programs, once they got their token female, which was (sighs) one every five years, didn't need another one.
1: Really? Oh,
2: I'm not going to say that's the only reason why I couldn't match into orthopedics. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was the first time in my life that I really felt that my gender played a role in what I could be. Why do
0: you think they see women as
2: weaknesses in orthopedics? I think it's because it's such a physical field. You know, when you have a a patient with a hip that's dislocated mm-hmm. or a broken bone and you have to manipulate it or relocate the bone into place, you have to be strong. Yeah. Um, you know, it's even in the operating room. I don't know if either one of you have mm-hmm. been in seeing some yeah. of the cases with these Long with nails that you're putting in down someone's femur, it does take a lot of tactile force. It's not, a, it's not a delicate feeling. No, it's definitely <laughs> not. Yeah,
1: actually, I was really trying to uh remember some of that stuff, and it's like downright, some of it is like downright brutal. Yeah, I now mean, yeah, that you mentioned saws. it. It's like shop class. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: it's it's really like carpentry, mm-hmm. but in the human body,
1: yeah, yeah you're right. Totally right. So did you do, so how many years of surgical residency did you so do? I did, I did
2: one year of hmm. surgical residency. When I didn't match into orthopedics the, the first time, I had to make a decision of what, what was I going to do? Because I, you know, with residency, you apply once a yeah. year in yeah. that field that you want to get into. And um, when that didn't happen, I decided, well, you know, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try again to for trying, next year. Thanks. Yeah. And decided I'm I'm going to do a year of general surgery because that's not putting me behind right. at all in the process. It kind of keeps me in line with the ultimate target. Yeah. Uh, so I did one again, um, and unfortunately, I tried a different. Um, strategy, you know, putting all my eggs in one basket and going after one program in particular, Mm -hmm. really teaming up research with them. And in the end, it just didn't work out. So that was was a major blow to, I guess, not just my ego, but everything, you know, for there's the first time that someone was telling me, me, right, I couldn't do what I wanted
1: to do.
0: That
2: you're like more than physically capable
0: of doing.
1: Yeah. I was going to say something that you're more than capable of doing physically, mentally, whatever. Right. Right. Like I Uh, bet
0: like your attendings and fellows and stuff that you were learning under in your orthopedic rotation would never be able to compete with you on a
2: track. (laughs) No, no, but you know, it's just, I, I wasn't the typical male orthopedic surgeon. So yeah. I I mean maybe and maybe I'm I'm missing something about my my character that that doesn't that they just didn't want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's uh I think it had a, it had a major mm-hmm. play in it. But For sure. You know, I've heard everything works out for for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's, I I mean I can tell you that I'm probably much happier now at uh, doing what i do with study md and emergency medicine and having time to to train and continue doing triathlons yeah. i'm not sure what have happened if i was now out on my own as an orthopedic surgeon and trying being in the operating room all the time yeah. and
1: you know, yeah for sure so. that's it do you do you think it's changing at all do you think um It's like the number of female surgeons is starting to evolve in any respect or any, like there are fewer female surgeons and male surgeons in every area, but I'm just wondering if you see it changing from your perspective.
2: I actually think it is. I think there are more women going into surgery or even trauma surgery, which is pretty Mm -hmm. hardcore. Do you do trauma Um, surgery too in the ER? You know, we see trauma patients. We're not the ones who take them to okay. the operating room. And so we In the ER, we stabilize mm-hmm. patients, or if, if they're sick enough, they then get transferred to a major trauma okay. center. Um, but, um, yeah, no, I, I think it is changing a little bit. And even on the other side I wanted to bring up, I think that we see more men going into nursing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, oh, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah, they're definitely coming in. I, I always i've got to look up this percentage but i think it's like 12 percent now it's
0: definitely increasing we've which, we've had a lot um i shouldn't say a lot but like an increase in male nurses in the NICU even too which is just yeah. it's been fun for me <laughs> I'm like okay yeah, yeah. Sure. it's like a nice balance guys and babies i think it's fun seeing that right, seeing right, the more well, tender side
2: yeah. yeah. No, I think that's great, and even you know, male nurses in in the ER. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we yeah hiring more nurses, and the, it seems like a larger percentage of them are are male. I mean, I think it's I think the field is changing, becoming a lot more gender neutral. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know if you were to ask anyone, describe describe a doctor or describe a nurse. I mean, I guarantee that. 10 out of 10 people would describe a doctor a as a tall mm-hmm. male. Tall,
1: tall white, white guy. guy. It's got
2: to be a white guy for sure. Right. And and they would also then describe a nurse probably as a, a cute blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: They sure would. They I sure actually. Would. It's so annoying. It's <laughs> so when annoying. I started
2: off as a nurse, um,
0: I was probably about five months in. And granted, I went through like a little bit of an emo phase. I chopped my hair off it was like short short Mm -hmm. dyed it super dark and that was and I came back to work and everyone thought I was a new person and they respected me the doctors were like oh what do you think about this what do you think I was like just because my hair's dark now you're gonna think like my brain didn't change Mm -hmm. my brain did not change but
1: Yeah. yeah yeah visual visuals have it's just it's so cultural like everything and I I feel like it's changing too. Mm-hmm. And the I I've, I've been in healthcare for 8 years and well, I do see a difference. But yeah, yeah it's like uh it could definitely hopefully it still continues to move. I think I'm wondering if social media will ever have anything to do with that. If social media like uh so many more doctors and nurses and whomever are accessible and I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad. I think it's mostly good.
2: Yeah.
0: But
1: um I wonder if it will have anything to do with uh, making residencies and more common. What the
2: ideal form is, you know? Yeah,
1: for, yeah, yeah um, exactly. And the residencies are absolutely brutal. I mean, your guys's residencies are brutal. Lord. A surgical residency <clears> is a nightmare too. So it's like, I wonder if that'll ever change. I'm not sure.
2: Right.
1: But, but. Um. So what's next for you? I hate to even ask because <laughs> you're doing so many things. going to be in the I'm sure, have, <laughs> I'm, your, I'm sure you right. have training for the I'm sure you have. You're training for something or doing something. You have to be, I'm sure.
2: Of course, of <laughs> course. Um, I, think I think I'm the type of person. I just like having something hanging over my yeah, head. Yeah, of course. That's yeah, what, what drives me. Um, actually, my next race will be Ironman Wisconsin.
1: Wisconsin! Cool. <laughs> She's from there. <laughs> really?
2: I've never been. It's in
0: Madison. You are going to love Madison. It's it's a beautiful Madison's town. Cool on a lake it's uh everyone everyone loves madison like i've got a bunch of like musician friends that are like oh my god yeah i played madison it was like one of like the coolest places ever or and uh, yeah it's beautiful it's fun it's it's a good place yeah Yeah. what's the date so So that's september 8th it'll be beautiful up there beautiful it shouldn't you shouldn't have to be worried about snow yet Good.
1: <laughs> cool. God. Well, that's great. Well, I guess we're we're nearing the end here. Did I forget to ask anything? I feel like I gave you some questions and then I just veered off the conversation. Or was there anything else that you uh wanted to throw in for yourself before? Let's see.
2: Um, I mean, I just I jotted some things down. Yeah, I went there and talked about the orthopedics I'm thing. Of, like, thank you for I'm doing glad. that. Like this this is like the yeah. space
0: to do that like yeah. I, you're certainly not alone in that, I'm sure there's other doctors and stuff mm-hmm. that have that are listening to our podcast that are like, "Yeah, would have loved to do that too, or my yeah, sure. uh, <clears throat> gender definitely played a role in where I am right now, yeah,
2: yeah, and I mean it took me so many years to not be angry. I can only imagine, <laughs> but um I mean honestly i can do the things that I, I, I do now because ultimately I wasn't able to do my plan A.
1: Yeah.
2: Do my, my plan B and it's working. You know, yeah. So we
0: have fire along the way too. And I think That's you true. You have a very inspiring story and oh, I hope thanks. that anyone listening to this podcast will go and, and at least, I don't know. Can, do you have like an Instagram? Can they follow you or.
2: Yeah, they can follow me. I'm pretty boring.
0: Like
1: I don't think you're boring at all. I don't either. I think you downplay yourself a little I mean, bit. Well,
2: you no, know, I, I just recently joined Instagram, and that was from peer pressure.
0: And I, sometimes I wish I, I could know. get off of
2: it. Me too. Right. I'm I am just happy being my own little yeah. bubble. But I understand it's kind of a necessary thing as a business. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know it
2: is. Oh, the one thing I did think of, I, I guess I asked you guys what, what questions, a boss moment.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. That's our, we actually call it a nurse D energy like, when we have it, but that's how we have to describe it. Can't say big I, almost forgot.
0: I mean, we can, yeah, I we say can. it on it all the time.
1: It just doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound right. I'm changing but the, yeah, the what gender is your...
0: association with big D energy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is your, what is your boss moment? You well, have a good one,
2: yeah. Well, it happened over the weekend. Okay, let's hear it. Oh, this and I am so proud of myself. And it was actually on Instagram, I did make a little story about this because I felt like a total boss. I um, it. I changed the shower head in our bathroom. Oh, yeah! Oh, my god! Oh, yeah! You know, it was a gross, crusty, leaking shower mm. head. <sighs> and... I, I don't know. I looked up YouTube videos, saw, I mean, they made it look like it was really easy to do. Mm-hmm. So I decided, you know what? We're going to change it. And it was so fun going to Home Depot. I, I loved so was Home it? Depot. Was
1: it easy? It was, it was really easy.
2: But it sounds it sounds like it was complicated. I changed a shower head.
1: That's impressive. So satisfying. Another task completed. Yes. Like another something you don't have to pay somebody to come and do for yeah. you. Yeah,
2: right.
1: You get it done. I love stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I love was, making stuff. I know. I. You know what? One time I uh, changed the seal on a dishwasher off of YouTube <gasps> okay, as well. Okay, that's really impressive. And I'm so with you on it. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I've done that before too. I bet you are. <laughs> it's like the things you can find on there are great. You don't need anybody else. Just YouTube. Yeah, just you. Just the internet. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a great boss moment. And it's not even related to like your training or yeah. anything. Which is even better. I mean, God, she yeah. changes how it shower to. I mean,
2: honestly, I felt more accomplished changing this thing and turning the shower back on and it working. Like that was just as good as <laughs> you know, qualifying for another race, finishing <laughs> I, a race. Man, I'm ready to change careers. <laughs> I
0: love it. <laughs> Don't do that. It, it'll just be another uh, side yeah. hustle. <laughs> that can be your Instagram yeah, I, bio. <laughs> like, I can change your shower. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh what is your instagram handle out of curiosity it's leah roberts md oh okay perfect all right i'm gonna find you i'm gonna follow i don't think i i don't i tried to find you before on instagram i couldn't i couldn't find you but i will now you won't get away (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah so i guess we're i guess we're we're done goes by so fast it's already been like 45 minutes so um thank you so much for coming on you have such a unique background you're you're seriously awesome you're really great
2: well well, thanks guys I mean this was so fun I mean at first so I mean really Lindsay said hey you want to do this I'm like okay and then after I said okay I was like oh shit that means I have to do like I have to actually like talk in person
1: you know great you're so ridiculous I laughed so hard when you sent that email you were like I have the vocabulary of a third grader I was like I think it's probably a lot better <laughs> like I'm going out on a my limb fourth there
2: grade. Fourth, or fourth grade. Grade.
1: my god you're so crazy I I think I don't know what it is I was telling the last person that we uh had on the podcast today we recorded with another doctor and she was like a little insecure about it, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, it's like so unreal how much we cut ourselves short mm-hmm. in every respect, or like try and downplay ourselves." And it's like almost every person has done it, except for one so far. Every, I mean, and we've only had women on the podcast, so we like, all have negative self talk. Um, yeah, yeah, we mm-hmm. do. Gotta mm-hmm. stop that. Yes. <laughs> Gotta stop that. So, um, but yeah, you're just you're awesome. I, I, uh, and
0: inspiring, come- and I just feel like. Anyone that's gonna listen to this is gonna be like, Well, hell yeah, like I could do all these things and still go for um, being a doctor and and maybe you're gonna inspire someone else to be like, No, I'm gonna get this orthopedic surgeon rotation and I'm gonna do it.
1: Maybe yeah. I'm gonna come be your patient second <laughs> D is what it comes down to. Uh I, yeah. <laughs> um, I am I will do what you tell me to do. Well, actually maybe you won't, but I'm a good patient most of the time you
0: don't like being so, told what to do <laughs>
1: i don't but she i can tell she has some like she no, I some listen way to you. Of i like, would listen um, to her yeah, yeah right it's, it wouldn't be like danielle you need to do this but i could tell that she would have like some way some compromise or something just by talking yeah. to her so anyway it's, it's a kind of authority,
2: authority.
1: yes yeah. yes something yeah. like that for sure but um anyway well you're a joy Awesome, guys. I appreciate it so much. so much. Thank you so much so for coming much. on.
0: This has been another yeah. wonderful episode of the WOMED. As always, tell everyone about us. Like, listen, subscribe. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. DM us with people you want to hear, topics you want to discuss. We are open to absolutely everything. And yes, thank you, guys. Thank
1: you, Dr. Leah Roberts. You're a boss. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>